Podcast. This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and it is Wednesday. And if you pay attention to sneakers, it is the beginning of a very, very good week for sneakers. Now, yesterday, I guess, could be kind of like the, the beginning because we had a shock drop of the Jordan 4 Fire Reds, and I really, really, really like those shoes. I ended up not copying them in a men's size. I, I don't even think I'd keep them just because, like, $200 pair of shoes. Eh, like I got better things to do with my money, but uh, I do like those shoes a lot. They look good. I ended up getting them in a grade school size, so I was pumped about that. But today, we had five releases and really only three that mattered, but five overall. We had two Air Force One Gore-Tex collab releases by Nike and then... Nike also did a collab with Fragment on the Jordan 1, or the Jordan 35, so that was a, looked like a good colorway. I honestly liked it a lot. I don't know how I feel about the Jordan 35 as a shoe, but they did a good job with the colorway on that shoe. I think that they uh, really went and uh, made it look a little bit more like the Jordan 1 Fragments, which I liked. The Jordan 3 Frags really didn't look like the Jordan 1 Fragments at all, and that kind of... I didn't like that as much. I, I think that, you know, when you make a, a silhouette for a shoe, I like when companies try and stick with uh, kind of a same color scheme and stuff. It just, it fits well. It makes me, I don't know, I just, I enjoy that. So I like what they did with it. Um, and then there was the Air Max 97. I think they were called Halloween or something like that. I think they were the Halloweens. Um, those came out, a little bit of profit to be made on those, um, and those came out on sneakers as well as a couple other sites, and then, uh, the big one today was the Air Force One, uh, Skeletons in the orange colorway, and I think it was, I don't remember what the actual name that they used for it was, but they are basically the orange Skeletons, so, um, those have been releasing for, I believe, about three years now, this is the third year, they had the uh, white Air Force One skeletons, and those had a, a name. Then there was the black Air Force One skeletons, and this year they did orange. Um, next year, maybe like a red colorway would be really nice just because of like fall theme and stuff, but we'll see. Um, uh, we'll see what they end up doing with it, but they are a really, really decent shoe to invest in. If you look at those, and I was looking at a little bit today, um, they appreciate well over time. So if you got those and you haven't sold them yet, and you have a lot of capital and you're just sitting there wondering, hey, what do I do? Set those things aside. They'll be probably worth anywhere from like 240 to 270 next year. And you can probably flip those and make, you know, a nice little uh, double up depending on what size you got and stuff. So uh, that's a little tip right there. I do like to hold shoes and let them appreciate. It is very, very weird for me because I'm such a uh, fast nickel kind of person whenever I can be. But I, I just love holding shoes. The, the appreciation on some of these really clean or classic colorways and now this is the third year that they've released these air force one skeletons um they go up every year the last year's colorway always goes up and this year was none no different the white ones appreciated up to like 300 some bucks the black ones appreciated up to like 280 and now these orange ones are selling for around 200 but you can honestly hold them uh i think you'll make good money on them if you hold them long term so you know, if you hold them until next year on Halloween, I'd imagine them to be right around what the black ones are going for right now on StockX. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. I do think that it's a, a good little hack there. I do like to hold these. I like to invest. Um, I, I'm kind of on like, I, I, I listen to Flip a lot, like Flip Flip. He's very, very smart. And I do like to hear what he has to say. And he's kind of a big investor, which I didn't realize he did until he started talking about it more. But it's something that I didn't realize you could invest in things that weren't um, that were not just regular 
stocks or regular, you know, mutual funds or stuff like that. I didn't realize you could invest in other things and watch them appreciate. And when you look at StockX, you have the data just like it's a stock market to go back and say, you know, Jordan 1s typically appreciate over time and they go up X amount of dollars. Maybe I could hold these pair of, this pair of shoes and let them go up. I mean, holding those lucky greens that I got last week, you know, to have 400 and I think it was like $410 in shoes after it's all said and done, you have those just sitting there, maybe 510, yeah, that sounds better, 510. 410, 510. So to have $510 just sitting there, that's a lot of money. But at the same time, those could appreciate to be a very, very valuable shoe, especially around like a St. Patrick's Day or something, to be able to offload those. I'm just thinking that they'll do very well. It's a very clean colorway. They look good. Um, and so, yeah, I'm holding those for a little bit. I didn't get great sizes, so that's the one thing. But the other thing is I was looking at some of these uh, colorways that have dropped in years past, and they've appreciated up to like 350 400 some of them are up around 600 for like the UNC patent leathers and stuff so uh, and these are women's shoes like these are women Jordans so they aren't just the men's Jordans that I'm looking at I'm looking at the women's Jordans that came out in women's sizing in some of the sizes I got and the sizes I got weren't great uh, they were smaller sizes but they do still rise in demand and as the uh, as time goes on the dead stock amount of these shoes and that's something I never thought of right the the overall amount of these shoes doesn't go away but the dead stock amount does and so as people put them on or people buy them and put them on or whatever happens the amount of stock on the market goes down and the price goes up because they are more rare and people still have that same demand but there's less of them available so that's why I plan on holding those a little bit now I did get a decent offer on eBay today I almost took it but I decided hey you know, I'm going to make more money on these in the long term. I'll send out an offer a few bucks under what I have it listed at, see what happens. Maybe a smart move, maybe not. It depends. I do love investing though. I'm a very future-based person, I, which is weird because I, I want to be able to, you know, live in what I'm doing now and be able to really take it in and, and enjoy it. But I've always had that mindset, always had the mindset of if I can just grind right now and, you know, if I can make this work now, imagine what will happen later. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm doing with these, to be able to grind on being able to figure out how do I make this work with still low capital? How do I make flipping work with low capital? Being able to hold these, let them appreciate, and then offload a huge amount of a sneaker collection at one point to really, really have a, a good investment there that pays off. You know, that that's just something I'm looking at and um, trying to debate whether or not to do that because it's not every day that you see huge items like we have this year coming out. Um, things like PlayStations and Xboxes and all these crazy items that have been releasing, those don't come out every year. So, this is a weird year in general just because of COVID, but it's a weird year too because we have so many big items like these these consoles that are going to be the next-gen consoles for the next, I don't know how many years. I mean, they released PlayStation 4 is about five, six years ago, so we're going to have five or six years until PlayStations are able to be uh, purchased again for a new release, and who knows if there will be bots then. Who knows what will happen? I hear a lot of people talk about it possibly becoming uh like less and less of a uh, legal thing because you know they've outlawed bots for tickets and stuff like that so it is interesting to see i have no idea where botting will be in six years but i know one thing it dominated this year it has absolutely slayed and if you if you have been running or doing anything like that you know you just kind of know especially in those months like the earlier months in the year when really these companies didn't know what was coming for them um, you know, we were able to make a lot of money on that. So it was awesome. Um, you know, it's been really cool, but I'm just trying to debate whether or not to hold things, whether or not to sell them and, and where to go with that. So that's really been my big hold up. Regardless, today we did have those sneakers release and 
I go after sneakers as much as I can. I love it. I think it's a lot of fun, especially the sneakers app and stuff. Um, there's a problem though. I, I don't know why I try not to schedule things for when there are sneaker drops. It sounds a little bit weird, but I've made a considerable amount of money on sneaker drops. So it's a very valuable, uh, part of my day. Whenever they come out, I try and make sure that I'm available for that five minute span to get the, uh, entries in and then to get them listed up on eBay and for whatever reason I chose today to have a doctor's appointment at 10 o'clock and I, I understand I, I probably could have gone I, I don't think I think that they only had one slot available today or maybe they didn't and I just wanted to get it out of the way but I had a doctor's appointment for my foot turns out I like broke a bone in my foot when I was running like three weeks ago and said that I injured it um, which is fine. The guy, the doctor said it was a small bone. It really didn't matter. And I'll be fine. Like it's not going to affect me or anything like that long term. But, uh, you know, it was good to go get that figured out, but I scheduled it so that I would be driving right in the middle of the drop. So it's not like I could go for it on multiple devices and stuff like that. It was just, it was a pain. So, um, ended up not copying those, which was uh, kind of a letdown. I was really hoping, I mean, you have so many sneaker releases coming out. You'd think you'd hit on at least one pair. But that just goes to show, again, how difficult it is to hit on these shoes. So don't get yourself discouraged. Um, we all miss pretty often, so it's just the way it goes. So, um, you know, looking past that, I was doing a little bit of research, um, and I do get asked some some questions on Instagram that I like to touch on, and there were just a few things that, you know, had stuck out to me from some of these questions that I was getting, and one of the biggest like the biggest question that I had remaining from some of the ones that I had the other day was when do I buy on a gut feeling versus when do I buy something based off of the comps? And I honestly, I've made a few gut calls before that have gone really, really well. And I'm super thankful that I've made them. There's been pairs of shoes at Ross or Marshall's that I've looked at and said, I see potential in that shoe. And I don't know why nobody's listing it high, or I don't know why nobody's listing it on eBay at all. Maybe it's rare. Maybe I don't know, but it's a clean shoe. I like the look. The silhouette seems like it's a pretty popular shoe and I want to go for it. And so I, I, I'll buy one or two, give it a test or like the Dames. There weren't too many solds at the Dames. Um, I just sold another pair of those McDonald's Damien Lillard collabs today. You know, that was another one where I, I, there weren't a ton of comps to go off of. The comps in the shoes that I was looking at were high, but they were for bigger sizes, which are already sold out on Adidas whenever they were uh, dropped down after that crazy, I don't know, it was like a 60 some point game that Dame had in 20, and this year he had like a 60 some point game. It was 64 sticks out in my mind um, in the playoffs. And so Adidas honored him by dropping all of his sneakers down to 64 bucks a pair, which is crazy. Um, then they had like 20% off his cash back. So I got him for like 45 bucks a pair. Those, those were just a win because regardless of what happens, McDonald's is huge. Like I, we've seen that from the Travis Scott collab where they dropped a Travis Scott chicken nugget body pillow that is selling for like 400 bucks right now. They've dropped a bunch of other stuff with that. It's just selling tremendously well. McDonald's has a good brand, and it's evident because they're on every block in America. But uh, regardless, people like McDonald's. They like the brand of McDonald's, especially like high school kids and stuff. Like just everybody ate McDonald's in high school. Like it was a it was a thing where just you know there's a McDonald's across the road, and a lot of people would go there um, if they didn't have anything going on or something, and you had to be back at the school. Like it was just a place to go eat, grab something to eat. So like it's very popular, especially with like people that like Travis Scott. And what I'm seeing is that McDonald's is just popular in general because a lot of people are buying these shoes. Now they sell maybe one pair every week or two, but 
Um, this has only been lately too, because I've sold, I think, three pairs in the last two, three, four weeks. So it's not, you know, they're not selling at a crazy rate, but what I'm seeing is that I'm making money on these things. They're not a great size, and it's just based off of the fact that it's a McDonald's collab, and people are buying them, and I'm making good money on them. That was more of a gut call. So, you know, because there weren't too many size or sold comps in the size that I was looking at getting, which was the only one left. So it is something to keep in mind. You can make some gut calls at some point. I try to avoid them, though, and most, if not all, of my calls that I make on a day-to-day basis are based on the comps, and I've found out way 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 too many times that if I do not look at the comps beforehand I end up screwing myself in the end because what happens is I go and buy a product and usually it's not like a cheap product I'm usually buying something like a pair of Yeezys or something where I don't know the comps per size so like a I bought the couple pairs of Yeezy 700s earlier this summer they were good shoes and I made decent money on them but I didn't know what the demand was for the shoe whenever I bought it I knew that there was some demand I didn't know how much and I didn't know what sizes to buy so I just bought a size and I ended up hitting I got the shoes but then I had $600 in Yeezys just sitting there and I was like well now what that was a that was a tremendous use of money and capital I ended up making like 80 bucks a pair which is good money but it's not that great of an ROI I mean it's decent it's I would take it but it's something where if you have that sitting there for a while you're wondering well now what I spent 600 bucks on two items it's pretty tough so it's hard because you're you're trying to you're trying to gauge what interest will be based off your own intuition, and a lot of times my intuition is wrong. Um, I don't know if it's like that for you. Maybe you just are very intuitive to this kind of stuff, but to me, I'm not. It, it, it's something where I have a hard time guessing the market for things because while there may be good markets for a particular sneaker, which I'm pretty decent at, I don't know what sizes are going to hit very well. And so I do a lot of comps. I use comps for everything. If it's an item in store, I'm always looking up the comps. If I don't like them, I typically won't buy. And if there aren't too many, I also typically don't buy depending on what the shoe is. Now, if it's a more rare shoe, I realize that that's probably a shoe that maybe just isn't in stock very often. So it may be more rare and people buy it up pretty quickly, but maybe it's just something that they don't come around too often. So something to keep in mind with that but for the most part I'm using comps on everything and that's just because I would rather miss on a good buy one time and you know okay fine there's there's going to be other good buys that come along like that's not it's not going to be the end of the world for me if I if I miss on a pair of Yeezys that releases because I wasn't sure what size to get or I miss on a a pretty decent uh like shock drop of something or something that restocks because I didn't really know what it was going for at the time. That's fine. Okay, fine. I missed out on some potential profit. That's a key word, potential, because you never know what could happen after they re-release something or after they restock something. Prices usually dip after that, so it is something to keep in mind. And if you're looking at potential profit, you have no idea what it's going to do and how it's going to shake out after it re-releases. So something to keep in mind, for me, I would rather miss on a good buy than hit on a bad buy because the bad buys are what will kill you. If you're making a lot of bad buys and tying up a lot of capital and stuff that's not moving, if it's not returnable, you are kind of screwed. But if it is returnable, you still have to go through that process of wasting time, taking all the items back to the store. Um, just going through all this, like it's not worth it to me. I would rather miss and say, okay, here's what I did wrong. I need to research more of this category or more of this item or pay attention to this item a little bit better so that the next time it restocks or the next time this happens, I hit. Um, but I would rather do that because while it seems like I'm missing on money, I'm going to have a lot more money tied up into bad items if I just go and try and buy things based on intuition. So that's really my thoughts on it because you really end up finding yourself in a weird position where you're not 
you're just not making as much money because you don't have as much capital to throw at things. When you're making bad buys and you're not able to check comps or not allowing yourself to check comps, it can be a bit of a hindrance. Now, like I said, if you know a category very well, you're probably apt to make a few better calls than somebody who doesn't. So, you know, use intuition sometimes. If you really, really feel it, I would say go for it. But if you don't, or I mean, also, if it's free returns, heck, just give it a shot, see what happens. I mean, it's free returns for something. Um, you know, you don't really need that much intuition. If you feel like you have a little bit, you can always give it a shot and see what works and why it doesn't, or why it does or why it doesn't. Um, so yeah, I would I would do that. But if it's something that can't be returned, or maybe you just don't want to have that much capital, I would check the comps first because that's that's really the big thing. You don't want to get yourself caught in a bind because you bought a bunch of bad items or maybe just one big uh, expensive item that's not going to sell very well. So that's my thoughts on it. Hopefully that's something that can help you out. Um, comps are there for a reason. They're a huge tool for us and you need to make sure that you're using them um, as much as possible because they will give you a better sense of the market and increase your knowledge in that item. And, and knowledge is really most of this game. If you know if you knew what sold uh, everything that sold you would know which items to go after that make the most profit you would know when they come out you know a lot about them so knowledge is really the biggest asset you can have in this game and um hopefully you can keep learning and keep growing and keep making more money as time goes on so that being said i'm going to go um if you guys get any value from this podcast whatsoever you just want to go to itunes and leave me a five-star review that would mean the world to me that's how i end up reaching more people with this podcast and helping them out and giving them a little bit more of an insight into sneakers and some of the other things that I do. So hopefully, uh, you know, I've helped you out and hopefully you can, um, you can take something away from this. But with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.